You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 172 of Take a Bow. I'm your host, Eli Tokash, and this week, uh, we have another great episode coming from a dear friend of mine, Gianna Harris, is joining us on the podcast today. Uh, I am so excited to to share this interview with you all so fun fact about gianna gianna and i have worked together not like in a show or like in a cast before but we do this thing called the broadway star project and uh with you know it's with a bunch of like other you know child actors i don't do it anymore because now i'm over 18 um but you know it was with like gianna harris and diego lucano and we had benel fambrini uh me and um you know, Luke Bonnenfant, uh, there was a bunch of other people. I mean, it was kind of like the School of Rock fam, uh, some of the Neverland kids. Um, and, and now it's like this whole like camp and, and it's great. Um, and Diego's family is like the ones that actually started it. So it's great. And then you get you know they bring in people like Alex Brightman and uh, you know, Carrie Butler, like whoever, uh, the Jen Gambatese, uh, was there and, and all of these wonderful people they bring in to like, you know, coach you and you learn from them and you do this like week thing and then you do a show at the end of the week. And, um, you know, it was some of the best times that like so many fun memories are from the Broadway star project. I've talked a lot about it here before, but that's how Gianna and I really got to like know each other because we knew each other from like, you know, the Broadway park and like these events that we'd have with like other kids on Broadway and stuff like that. Cause they were, in, uh, Gianna was in school of rock. Um, and at that time I was in Neverland. So, um, it was just great to like catch up with her. She's going to be in a brand new musical coming out this season off Broadway at the public theater called hell's kitchen, which is the one that uh, is showcasing Alicia keys, musicals uh, or not musicals, uh, Alicia keys music. Uh, and it's just an all-star cast. So I was so excited to talk to her about, uh, you know, her excitement of starting that because she starts that very soon next month. She starts rehearsal with uh, performances beginning at the end of October. Um, so we have a great a great chat and really uh, inside scoop of to be what it was like to be a kid on Broadway and especially at our time. Um, we had similar experiences. So it was uh, great to talk to her and reminisce on that. And it's just a really great episode. I think you all were going to really enjoy this one. But before we get into all of that, uh, we're going to do a take about corner. Uh, there's not much news going on in, in the Broadway world um, other than like so Leia Pfeiffer is now Eurydice and not Eva Nobozada. 
um that's literally like it for the news um so we're doing a little take about corner uh i saw the cottage this week uh and for those of you who know um I actually did the opening night for the cottage, but I did it for BPN. I didn't do it for take a bow. Um, I should still get some, I, I'll put out like some of the content. It just won't be as like much of it. Um, and I just loved the show. Okay. I didn't think, I, I didn't know what to expect going to see the cottage. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I could not stop laughing. It was absolutely hilarious. Alex Moffat, is like bound for broadway and like broadway comedy uh and for those of you who don't know alex moffat is known for you know his sketch comedy that's what like he does you know like he's that's part of the cast he's in i can't really say the project because of the sag strike um but he is just brilliant his physical comedy is like no none other and then you have this genius set design uh that is so brilliantly done and honest to god like if they don't win best set uh at the tony awards i will be shocked i mean there were so many hidden gems of uh, just in the set and and some of them like they like showcase and like will make sure that you see but then some of them you kind of just look around at intermission and you just start laughing and you're just like that is just brilliant and then you're like oh my god the thought that went into this is insane like it's brilliant um so huge shout out to them the the set designer was paul tate depu the third um so he was brilliant uh <laughs> i've never heard of him but i loved his set design and uh, obviously the direction by jason alexander is second to none it's just unbelievable uh not only is alex hilarious but everyone in the show is hilarious like lily cooper is pregnant during the show which is like can we talk about that for a second because is this now like sun casting lily cooper as any pregnant woman because her last two shows between potus and the cottage she's been pregnant or uh like in potus she was like uh breastfeeding and pumping and all of that um but this one she's just pregnant and about to have a child uh but it's hilarious because there's it's literally six people and they're all in a love triangle uh and you are on the edge of your seat the entire time because you're they just keep revealing stuff and you're just like what oh my god what and um it's it's brilliantly written and it's wonderful so highly recommend the cottage again like i was pleasantly surprised i will say it was on a night so i went to see it tuesday i want to say and before the show um i I don't know quite what happened but i want to assume that it someone either passed out or had a heart attack um because this woman i mean we were in our seats and this woman in the third row all of a sudden kind of like she was sitting down and she ended up like collapsing on her husband and like obviously sitting down but like she just leaned over and just like you could tell like dead weight you know like it was like she wasn't holding her weight or anything um and so there was a lot of um concern prior to the show we got there we sat down 6 30 ish this happens at 6 45 ish 
and they, you know, stop bringing people in. They, the house manager is trying to perform CPR. Um, all of these things are happening, and it was just like your your heart was just sinking. And she was in the third row, center orchestra. So like everyone was like watching this happen and trying to help. Everyone was on their phones calling nine one one. Everyone was around the theater trying to find uh the aed all of these things were happening and it was craziness and it like i was like i i don't know like how i can watch a show right now um but this show is a show that everyone needs right now like laughter is the best medicine for anything you're going through and uh they unfortunately they fortunately uh did get her to start breathing again and brought her back. I don't know like what exactly happened. So I don't want to like say anything, but they, she was able to become responsive and um, you know, it was great. They stretched her out. Um, Her husband was there with her and um, it was just a, a crazy time before the theater. So the show ended up starting late, but um it was, it was, it still ended up being a very good show. You know, I wasn't sure, you know, how the actors were going to come out after, you know, getting the news of, hey, we have to start the show late. Someone in the audience is, you know, not doing well. Um, so it was crazy. But shout out to uh, the house manager uh, over at the second stage who was like got to her immediately and was super responsive because I truly believe that if he didn't start, you know, trying to do CPR, that it would have been too late by the time the fire department and police came. Uh, but shout out to them as well. Cause they are the ones that ended up, you know, getting her to become responsive again. And she was uh, like letting out moans and everything once she started to like breathe again. And it was just a crazy experience and a crazy way to start the show. But it was also a testament to how powerful laughter can be and how everyone kind of needs it right now in this, in, in our lives, you know, with no matter what you're going through. Um, the cottage was, was a perfect medicine for, you know, seeing something traumatic just 15 minutes before, you know? So, um, congrats to the cast, kudos to them for, you know, keep going and staying in it and doing all of that. And, and, um, you know, my heart goes out to the woman and their, and her husband who was there and, uh, thankfully she's, she's okay and stable now. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I don't know what it is with me. I may be bad luck. The, the, uh, the three last shows that I've seen, you know, Parade, Shark is Broken, and The Cottage, um, two of them have either had to stop the show or delay the show due to an audience member uh, unfortunate event. So um, crazy stuff is happening on Broadway. Crazy stuff happens every day, and it kind of just puts things into perspective. Uh, I didn't want to, like, share that story just to, like, put a downer or anything, but um, I also just wanted to share it to, you know, shed a light on like what happens uh, on Broadway, like on a nightly basis and why Broadway is so special. Like it's a live event thing. Like you are going through things with other people. Um, and it's just like a constant reminder of like these events that happen at a show. Like it's, it's just wild. Um, and then of course that, you know, 
this show can be very powerful and, and, and take your mind off of things um, that is easy to allow yourself to get down on. So um, everyone go see The Cottage. The performances are like it just they're it's a master class over there the cast is incredible so uh everyone go check that out and then matthew broderick is starring in love letters at the irish repertoire theater or repertory theater uh with victor garber brooke shields and more uh fun fact i was excited because obviously like i just had matthew broderick on the show um but i was excited about this because fun fact me sadie sink Luca Padovan and Brooklyn Shuck did a little like spoof or like tribute to Love Letters for a Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS performance. And I say Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS moment because I'm not sure if it was the Easter Bonnet. I'm not sure if it was like Gypsy of the Year. I don't know what it, I can't remember the exact event. I'm sure the video is online, honestly. Uh, but it was like, they thought it was funny that they could get like kids to do love letters and talk about mailing letters and all these things. Um, so it, we, it was a blast. And, and so I like started to follow the show and like fall in love with the show and how cute it was. Um, so I'm excited to see this. I love Victor Garber uh, and of course, Matthew Broderick. And so I'm so excited to, to see this show at the Irish repertory theater. Um, everyone go check it out. So I also want to shout out, I'm going to see El Mago Pop in Here Lies Love this weekend. Um, and I want to say happy opening to El Mago Pop because they open on Sunday. Um, for those of you who don't know, like, guys, there's about to be a magician on Broadway. And that's, well, he's not just a magician. He's a, an illusionist. Um, and I'm a big fan of his. His real name is Antonio Diaz. Uh, but his, like, magician name is El Mago Pop. And he does wild things. I've been talking about him a lot recently on the podcast because I was able to chat with him. And, um, you know, it's kind of wild what he can do and and the stuff that uh, I've seen. Uh, I follow him on social media. And now it's like it's even crazier, like looking at his social media, what he does there. Um, so I'm so excited because I'm seeing both of those this weekend both on saturday i'm doing a double feature double double show day two show day uh two doche and uh el mago pop and here lies love which i've heard great things about so uh excited for both of these and uh the opening of el mago pop will be on sunday and i will be there and i'll be chatting with a bunch of our friends like andrew barth feldman um we have jordan dobson who's an upcoming guest as well um th there's some great people there like justin david sullivan's gonna be there from uh and juliet we have natasha yvette williams from some like it hot we have people coming from all over to to be uh to, to enjoy some magic uh which is which is great. And I'm so excited to, to see these people. Uh, Julie Lester will also be there. Jay Harrison G. Um, Julie Banco. Um, I'm just like thinking Jelani Remy. We love. Uh, so very, very excited. All of that to say. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be there enjoying some magic and doing some content. So I'll, I'll get that to you all very soon. 
Uh, cool. Well, that's all I have for you folks this week. I've talked enough, and uh, I think it's time to just turn it over to the Gianna Harris and talk to her about what it's like to be a child performer and now about to be in a show at uh, as an adult. Without further ado, Gianna Harris, curtain up. <laughs> Okay, this week's guest is Broadway's next leading lady, if you ask me. Everyone who knows me knows I'm just obsessed with her voice. You may know her from School of Rock, whether you saw her on a Broadway stage or you saw her around the world on tour. But soon, you'll be able to see her at the Public Theater performing in one of the most anticipated shows of this next season, Hell's Kitchen. Everyone, join me in welcoming to Take a Bow, Gianna Harris. Hi, Gianna. Hello. <laughs> oh my god, I am so excited. I was so giddy when I like texted you. I was like, yes, she's gonna do it. I'm so excited. Um because you are literally someone I've I've wanted to have on for forever. And then of course your announcement with Hell's Kitchen and I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, like we've gotta make it happen. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited when you texted me. I was like, why is he texting me? Stop it. I'm crying. <laughs> well, I know. it's That's literally what it is nowadays. Because I'm the worst texture as is. So now when I text people, they like assume it's something take about related. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but it was. Um, but here we are. And, and you're coming back to the stage uh, performing off-Broadway, which is so exciting. Um, so now you've conquered Broadway, the tour, the off-Broadway. Uh, you've done it all, Gianna. It's so exciting. And, and truly, I, I just think that the sky is the limit for you and your talent. I've always been one of your biggest fans. Um, so I'm just so excited to, to, you know, have an opportunity to see you shine again uh, on a stage. And performing Alicia Keys music, I'm sold. I'm sold. Just I'll buy the ticket today. Um, <laughs> but I want to start uh, at the beginning. Like, how? why are we here? How do we get, what made you want to become a performer, tell stories, all of that? Yeah, such a long journey, and I'm only like 18, but it feels <laughs> right. like it's been like forever. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, going all the way back to when I was like seven, mm-hmm. I really liked to sing. My grandma bought me like a silly like karaoke machine for my birthday, and I play like, you remember like the Wii? There would be oh, singing yeah. games. I played singing games on the Wii all the time, and <laughs> My parents realized that I was getting like really good scores, which is like <laughs> silly because it's like a game. But they were like, yeah, maybe she can kind of sing. And and I started to ask for singing lessons, but I was only nine. And like, I feel like back then teachers kind of didn't want anyone under like 10. I feel like they're a little more open now, but like, especially sure. like then they really didn't want anyone that young. But I finally yeah. got a teacher that was like, all right, <laughs> all like Hilarious. her lessons. And that's Natalie Megulis. And I love her so much. I still work with her. Um, she actually helped me with my audition process for Hell's Kitchen, which was oh my so, and so great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I started singing with her, doing different like her different showcases and stuff. And um, I really enjoyed it to the point that I quit gymnastics, which was like, oh, 
my life. I would like, I was like, I am a gymnast, nothing else. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my god! I gave up gymnastics for singing, and I'm glad I did because I'm better at singing than gymnastics. I would say it worked out, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but I started singing with Natalie, doing shows, and then I started working with another vocal coach, uh, Deborah Michaels. She's um, really helped me with my performance, and she got mm. me out to a lot of showcases and. Um, different venues like I did um, a lot of stuff in New Jersey because that's where I live but right. uh, Joe Henry which is a like a singing competition and um, I did the Apollo when I was 10 oh, period. really cool I won the first round which was like incredible and I got to touch <laughs> the the stump and everything um, and after that I'm trying to think where I went from there I oh showcases I started doing yeah like showcases for agents and stuff. I was just going to say, so like, what does that mean? You were just like performing around the world or you're doing like showcases for agents and then you eventually got signed. Like what is um, the showcase? First it was in the tri-state area, just kind of doing different um, competitions and opportunities to get out there and just like perform for people. There's a place called uh, Larita winery that I sang at. Oh, they do okay. like a competition. Um, I'm trying to think and is this like just singing or is this like you're doing yeah, was, all three things it was just singing then because it was all just competitions it wasn't wow. anything with like acting yet mm -hmm. and uh natalie said oh you should try auditioning for like broadway stuff like that'd be a really good like yeah thing for you to like get out there and try because she was very like she's very big into like broadway and stuff so she was like right. go, go do it so then oh, I got into the world of like open calls, which is oh, yeah, <laughs> not cute. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and like, especially being at like ten, being like, oh my god, sitting there for like hours and hours. Right. Um. So I started doing stuff like that. Um. And then I met some cool people that do random farms. I think you might know them. They that sounds familiar. Yeah, they do. They do agent showcases, and I oh, met okay. them through. I don't remember somewhere and uh that's where I got in front of my now agent Leslie right. so with Buckwald so um I met her there she really liked me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and I then, assume so I hope so she signed you <laughs> so now um I, I started working with her and then like two months later I auditioned for School of Rock and I got it which is was that your first one first um, like audition like for a musical or something um i had done other ones like matilda and like annie oh, okay of course like, like. like open call <laughs> but it was i actually did the open call for school of rock like oh, the original. wow yeah which i <laughs> this is wild okay so for anyone who doesn't know what an open call is an open call is literally like it, it's in the word like opened to literally anyone like joe schmo off the street could come in and audition and uh i mean they have the opportunity to audition because you write your name and they may not even get through everybody that day because so many people may come and it's really for like those who you know weren't able to get an appointment through their agent or don't have an agent or your non-equity um you know there's all kinds of things to it and layers to it um so that's so interesting that that was your first audition i have always been like i don't know i feel like we've always bonded over the sense of like we love musicals but we don't know much about musicals 
Yeah. Um, because, like, did you even see a Broadway show before you got an agent? Like, I think I saw, like, when I was really young. Like, I think it was Matilda was the one show that I saw. Yep. And I was like, cool. And that cool. was it. <laughs> right. Oh, it was colors. Worth, yeah, it was nothing more than that. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And yeah. now here's to a career in the the theater um quit gymnastics for it that's hilarious and I love that you like didn't like go see a show and you fell in love with it like we get so many times on here you know it was not being a normal kid playing Wii sports and and singing along to the Wii yeah oh my god I can't I I like I like my my experience with it I think it it (laughs) it was organic hey it chose you yeah you didn't choose that's iconic but that like is a testament to your talent though like honest to god like i honestly every time we do a cabaret together or the broadway star project or whatever it is it's like oh what's gianna singing this time and it's never like it's never a musical theater song which cracks me up because you're like i don't know any musical theater song and i'm like no same i've been saying this singing the same one for the past 10 years uh it's hilarious i i just i don't know big fan of yours so um that's great and very cool how it all happened and then obviously you made it to broadway right it was Mm -hmm. the broadway before the tour of school of rock yeah um so what was that like do you remember your first you know like broadway bow or do you remember your first time being on broadway at any Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Um, I remember I remember a lot, but I feel like all the things I remember are not the important things. Like I don't remember my first performance. I don't remember like that's so real. Like, I don't remember much of like on stage, just because it was like so conditioned in my brain that it wasn't like right. I could think about it think. too much. Yeah. So that stuff kind of like went away, but it was all like the little behind the scenes things and like the silly songs we would sing backstage yeah. and like going to the park and like meeting you for the first time and of like. Stuff like that, I remember more. Just because it was like, I was being a kid. Like, I was just like, oh, like, I get to right. run around and have fun. Yeah, and, like, I don't want to say, like, you know, as kids on Broadway, we kind of, like, take it for granted. But, like, we also just don't realize what we're doing. <laughs> like, we're yeah. literally, we think we're going to have a play date with our friends. You know, especially, like, with School of Rock, you know, you have a big kid cast, which I'm yeah. sure had to be also very fun um just to have like other kids your age and you can like hang out with them what what was that kind of like for you did that kind of help you like nerves or anything like that totally it was such a big support system not only with the kids but with the adults um we weren't 
we were treated like kids. I mean, we were kids, so we were like, you know, being watched and like right. people taking care of us. But like the adults didn't treat us like, oh, like little kid, go away. Like it was no, we were a part of the show. We were a part of that That's family. Awesome. And I mean, you did. guys led the show, though. Let's yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you carried. Oh, my God. Other than Alex, of course. Alex King. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Well, yeah, because, like, I'm curious because, I don't know, like, I don't want to say, like, my first show that I did on Broadway was Pippin, and so it was just me and another kid. Like, I didn't have, like, a bunch of kids until, like, Finding Neverland and A Christmas Story and whatever. <laughs> but, like for Pippin just because it was the two kids we only had one Wrangler and we were kind of it was like an unwritten rule that it was like you know you stay in your dressing room kind of thing and I always wanted to like I would try to like sneak out and be like no like I want to talk to the people that like I don't know I'm interested in talking to like you know like I've always gotten along better with adults um and so I was like I want to go like hang out with them or I want to go learn a circus trick or whatever and so like I'm curious like did you ever have moments where you were like oh you know like I've gotten some talks from wranglers or stage management where it's like oh just you know respect the adults and in, in their space and before a performance and blah, blah blah like did you ever get any of that with School of Rock as a kid? Eli, we were wild. Yeah, I bet. Wild. <laughs> so we kind of like, of course, we listened to our like Wranglers and our Guardians. Yeah. But we kind of were, we had a lot of free reign just because yes. there were so many of us. Oh they couldn't God. keep us all in one place. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I would always be like running down to someone's room and like talking with them. And the adults were so yeah. kind that they would we would be like oh i'm going to this person's room and the the our guardians would be like oh okay that's fine because they knew how the adults treated us and they knew that they didn't see us as like i don't want to say a burden but like right like they really did enjoy our company and did want to talk to us and hear what we had to say which was really amazing yeah and i remember like running down to uh like sierra bogus's room and like every show we would go down there and we'd pick uh, word cards and they would have like different words and we'd be like, this is how I'm going to feel today. And it Aww. would just be like different things. And, oh, I have such a wonderful memory. I, um, we had, she also had stones that were like the same thing. Like they had words on it, but the stones had like cute little pictures and a word on it. And yeah. every night we'd go down and pick a stone and everyone had gotten the stone that said princess. And I was oh. like, I want the stone that says princess. Like I was the only person that didn't get it. And the night of Sierra's last show, we go down and we pick stones. And she's like, I hope you pick it this time. And I I pick out a stone and I don't get it. But then she like goes over to her, um, like to work her desk. And she grabs a little pink bag off of her desk. And she goes, well, this is why you didn't get it. And it was in the bag. And she gave it to me. And it's it's sitting right over there. I'll grab it. I'll show you. Love it. That's so cute. Wait, she's such a queen. There's like a little cat on it. Oh my god, that's so cute. <laughs> I'm like, it's I feel a, like that's amazing. What? That's yeah. so random, though. Like, it's so it's such a cute little niche, you know, backstage yeah. thing, you know, that you can yeah. kind of share. That's yeah. awesome. I love that kind of stuff. But that's how I remember all the adults being so like generous with us and like you know chatting with us and telling us different things and yeah, making us laugh. 
They right. really enjoyed making us laugh and just making us feel uh, invited and just like warm and safe. It was so uh, such an incredible yeah. experience. Oh, I love it. What about Alex? Do you have any like fun stories with Alex? Because when he was on oh. here, he shared some fun ones with the kids. He is crazy. I love yeah. him. Like, he, was always, he was always making us laugh and he'd always do silly things. And I mean, he was very busy in the show. I mean, he's in yeah. almost every single scene. So we didn't get to see him that much. Like, I mean, like while we're performing and stuff, he's so like on and off. Right. Um, on stage. The one scene, I'm trying to think what to even call this scene. We're all sitting down in, on these carpets and he's singing us this song. And there's no yeah. music playing, but he's like just singing a song being like, oh, this is what the song is going to be. Like, this is what we're going to play. Yeah. And we used to call it something specific, but I don't remember. But there was when he did his second run, when he came back after he left, I swear every single time he was trying, like purposefully trying to make us laugh like we would <laughs> go above and beyond every single Always. night and it would just be us sitting there having to be like these like proper little kids just being like of course laugh and then like we have to interact with each other and so we look at each other and we're like trying not to laugh and i oh, i yeah. doubt the audience noticed but even if they did it was still like you know like silly like it's yeah like <laughs> I feel, I feel like as kids we could get away with so much just because it's just like a genuine like kid reaction to like start laughing. So it's not like as an audience they're like, "Oh, they broke character," you know? Like it's like, "Oh, that's so cute." Like type of thing. <laughs> that's what's so wonderful about the show is I feel like it was almost impossible to break character for us cuz we were just supposed to be kids. Like right. and we were. So it was like perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Alex is literally just like the most kindest and like genuine person, you know? And so like to have a leader like that in your show, like kind of like leading the way, you know, it had yeah. to be helpful and kind of trickle down through the cast and everything. Yeah, that definitely helped with the environment and like having yeah. people really pay attention and listen to us. I mean, not only with the message of the show being like, hey, listen to your kids, also, right. <laughs> the, way that, like, <laughs> the way that Alex treated us with just such respect yeah. was, I mean, such That's a wonderful awesome. experience. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And what about, you know, obviously you did the tour, uh, Broadway and then you went on tour. So mm -hmm. I'm curious to, like, was that kind of different? Like, in any way, I mean, obviously you had, like, a new cast to work with and things mm -hmm. like that, but, like, was it kind of like, oh, I already know what I'm doing. It's the same show. Or was it was it different? And did you kind of have to relearn stuff? I definitely had to relearn stuff. They changed things. Um, I mean, for the set being different, like the set was different just because it's a completely different, like we're going to be touring, so it has to be different. Yeah. Uh, so we had to change some things with that. Um, I feel like we might have changed some dances for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but I feel like I remember having to learn a lot of things that yeah. were new and were different. The only thing that didn't change was the music, which was helpful. <laughs> right. So, so same show, just uh, yeah. different. But it was it's... definitely, definitely weird because I was the only person that had been right. on Broadway. So I was like. Oh, they must have thought you were the cool kid. I was also the oldest. Oh, boy. So they yeah. were like, all right, here's Gianna. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> you kind of had to play babysitter when the Wrangler didn't want to, yeah. <laughs> that was that was definitely. I've I've been there for sure on Neverland. Oh, yeah. craziness. But uh, you know, good memories. I know, like you met like Ava Briglia and like some of your yeah. friends that way. So we love her and her family. But um, yeah. And what about like the tour life? You know, you had to. I mean, it's it's kind of tricky as a kid to to move away from your family and stuff like that. Was your brother able to come along or anything like that? Um, I toured with my mom, and okay. so whenever we were close to you know around here, uh my dad and my brother would come up and they would come see the show and would stay with us for a little bit. Um, But it was definitely really difficult, especially since my brother was so young. Um, It was, uh, it was sad, but (laughs) I mean, it was, it was only six months. So, you know, we got to see them pretty often and we never went that far. I feel like before, like when I was still on tour, we like kind of stayed in the same areas. And then as soon yeah. as I, they were like in California and I was like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> right. Clear other coasts, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved tour. Like, yeah. I think it was one of my favorite, like, experiences oh, that's awesome. ever. Like I loved Broadway, but I really loved tour. Oh, that's I thought so it was fun. so great seeing different places and like. So were you able to, or did you have to do a lot of schooling? We had to do a lot of schooling. We did school every single day. Like every yeah. morning we would all like wake up and like go down to a conference room in the hotel we were staying in, <laughs> like all in our pajamas, yeah. like half awake doing school. But sometimes we would go on like field trips, field trips. Yeah. And we would like see the city and to the we, aquarium or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like stuff like that. And it would just be an excuse for like the guardians to like be able to also see the city and not have Literally. to see us. Oh, that's um, hilarious. Yeah, but also like a lot of our guardians were our teachers too. Oh, interesting. We only I think there was like one guardian that wasn't a teacher. Jif Caroline Dunning at all? I think she might have been after. Oh, okay. Me. I couldn't remember I, if she did it with you guys or not. I think she might have been after. Who who was your tutor? Shout my tutor? Out. Oh, my God. What was her name? Bernadette. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Wait, I know. Bernadette Bridges? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. A queen. She was so she- sweet. What was so funny, though, is because I was older, so she was the only teacher that could help oh. me. Oh, like, like the math I was doing and like all the other stuff, like the books that I had to read and stuff. Yeah. She, she was the only person that knew it. Every All the other teachers were like, I teach elementary school. Right. <laughs> Not middle school. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So you kind of had a one-on-one, but then you had to wait for her while she was helping the other kids, you know. Yeah. It would get, get kind of frustrating, especially since yeah. like, okay, I technically did not finish seventh oh. grade. Girl, me neither. I th- actually, I think it was sixth grade, but yeah. I yeah. did not finish seventh grade. Because yeah, I just, like, I just couldn't. I hate it. I, I, I mean, I'm, I graduated this year, so I can, like, it's fine. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> but, like, I, I hated online school. I think that was the worst part of tour for me was do, having yeah. to do online school. I really need that, like, one-on-one, like. I'm with you. Like, teaching in, like, a classroom. I don't know. It's yeah. just hard for me to like look at something and be like, "Yep, 
that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's easy too with like, especially like as a young kid to like be that disciplined is hard because you're already like you already have a job and everything. Like you're already <laughs> doing so much that when you're not, it's kind of like easy to get distracted with like an electronic or something like that. So yeah, um, you know, I, I it makes sense and and but you know, we we make it work. You got through it, and uh, you know. Yeah, here we are. You graduated. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely been there. Uh, I can't remember her name at, at online education, on location education. Oh. Uh, a girl who like really, because there was a whole debacle of me not finishing one of my years. Mm. And, and wow. she was like, she came in and she was like, he's fine. Like literally fully like excused me from like seventh grade or sixth or seventh grade, whatever it was. And I was like, <laughs> You are my new best friend. Um, lucky. My school literally just didn't ask. That, just that's didn't amazing. Ask. Yeah. That's like why. I went, back, went to eighth grade and we were like, we were nervous that they were going to be like, no, you have to redo seventh grade. Come on. But they literally, they literally just were like, yep, she's in eighth grade. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> Send not her on away. Because <laughs> I mean, like, what? Like, I don't know. School, you're learning the, the by seventh grade you're not learning really anything new. Like you've already done most of the topics and stuff. Yeah. And having the experience of tour definitely taught me a lot of things in and of itself. Right. So I think being on tour, even though I didn't finish seventh grade, like being on tour taught me so many new things and different things. see So many different places and see how people live. So I think I got enough learning. And that, that you can't like, that beats all sort of school learning. Like you learned about life, you know, like yeah. culture, all of that. Like school doesn't teach you that, you know, yeah. it's all like the numbers and everything. And that's it, like, it's good to know all of that stuff too. School, I'm not like knocking it, but like, yeah, it's crazy because, uh, you know, like I was always told that I would never be good at math, even though I loved math, but I was told I'd never be good at it when I was like in high school because I had, 50 teachers in a year you know teaching Mm -hmm. me all sorts of different ways so like there were all kind of holes in my math so when I finally went to like high school full-time and I like wasn't working they were like somehow you got the right answer but this work and how you did it is not Mm -hmm. correct or not how I teach or whatever I was like well this is like how I learned and like it's like a little bit from all of my different teachers and they were like this is a mess. So I was, <laughs> and now here I am in a business school in college. And like, you want to talk about mess, but thankfully we have Excel and they can do all of the math for us. Um, but it, it's just, it's crazy what, like, you know, having that experience and working as a child and, and doing all these different things and, and online school and going to school, it's like you're always changing and you have to adjust. And yeah. sometimes, we don't get um you know the people don't adjust with us uh so it's difficult but it's good to hear that you you know your school was able to adjust with you (laughs) yeah it's nice hearing that someone has had similar experiences oh yeah no totally it's craziness but uh yeah and and so that's awesome i love the tour life and everything like that and and we talked about your brother, so I, I want to ask you, you know, Carter is, is, is a little star now. Like I, like, I know you guys have always had, like, a special relationship. You guys have always seemed close from, like, my perspective. So I'm curious, because you were probably, like, 
he grew up watching you perform, you know, and you were probably like his biggest inspiration. And now for those of you who don't know, Carter was in the off-Broadway production of Verily We Roll Along with, you know, people I've never heard of like Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan Groff and, and Lindsay Mendez and, and a star-studded cast. So I'm like curious, like I'm dying to ask you, you know, like what was it like to kind of like be on the other end and kind of, you know, watch him on a stage after being, you know, his inspiration? It was, I mean, amazing being yeah. able to watch him like, I mean, he's done other stuff. He's done commercials, but it's not the same as like yeah. really seeing him on a stage. And he had never done uh, just anything on a stage. He had never sung. He had never acted nothing. That's and crazy. he was still too young to do Broadway Star Project. So he hadn't oh had my God. experience. So it was, I was really excited to see him. And we were nervous I wasn't going to be able to see him at all because, oh. I mean, the cast is crazy and right. sold out immediately. Literally. So I didn't get to was, see it. I was so mad. It, it like, took a minute for me to, like, actually get to see it. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah, but it was so amazing. He got a little singing part, too, and I didn't yeah. know. Like, no one told me that he was singing. So, like, at the Aww. end, there's like, a cute little, like – you know how in the show they do transitions with the the merrily we roll along, roll along? Like they do that multiple times. Uh-huh. So different people get to sing the transitions and this is like the last one. And you can kind of tell it's the last one because it's like, all right, it's been <laughs> two hours. <laughs> right. So you're like, well, this is probably like, you know, coming to the end. And Carter walks on and he's just walking by and I'm like, oh look it's carter and then he sits down on his bench and he gets to sing like the last little ending oh. part and i was like oh and just in tears and i'm like yeah. sitting to my older brother and we're just like oh my gosh like there he is like he's he's yeah. he's made it like he wants this is what he wants to do and he's expressed that so much and being able to see him do it was so oh, so oh. incredible yeah. Proud sister moments. Yeah. Very proud sister. <laughs> it's so cute. It's all come full circle. I love it. I was dying to ask you about like, you know, because I saw you post it on your Instagram, like you with your playbill or whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I bet she's like loving life right now. It's got to be yeah. such a cool experience. Oh, yeah. That's so fun. All right. So, so let's talk about Hell's Kitchen here because I'm so excited for this show. Obviously, it's at the public theater and, and all the things like that. But uh, Hell's Kitchen, for for those who don't know, if you don't know, now you know, uh, this is the musical that Alicia Keys, it, her music is in this musical. Um, so it's very exciting. And then it's directed by, like, Michael Greif, who, you know, we all know and love. Um, Camille A. Brown's the choreographer. Like, it's, like, stacked. Shoshana Bean, Brandon Victor Dixon's in the cast. It's, like, so in highly anticipated at the public. Um, and you're going to be in it. And I, I just, like, how excited are you to, you know, be returning to, like, a show? Like, I know you've performed a lot, you know, within the past couple of years and everything, but, like, you know, with a cast, you know, and, and like, on stage, how excited? Oh, I'm nervous. Mm. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Real. I feel like it's been so long since I've done something like this. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be incredible. Right. And that just takes that takes work and i know that's gonna <laughs> work so you know i'm nervous i haven't done it in so long but i'm over the moon about it 
Okay, I'm curious because is it me or is it just like with age we get more insecure about our craft? Definitely, definitely more insecure. I think because now we're like when you're little kids, it's like you kind of get away with things a little more. I feel like we didn't have to like, I don't want to say we didn't have to work as hard, but we didn't. And now I feel like I have to prove myself of, you know. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think too, as like a kid, it was just kind of like, it was just like careless. Like we didn't understand that we were working, you know? And we also didn't like think of it as like, okay, this is like how I need to like make a career. Like we didn't know what that meant. We were just like saying the word because that's what was being said around us, you know, type of thing. Um, So yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, you know the last time you and I both were like on Broadway it was like six or seven years ago mm-hmm. you know so I, I was curious to see like you know like was there ever any I guess not like doubts or anything but like was there was there any moments that you were like frustrated like oh I hope I was like I wanted to get that one or was there a moment like where you were just like you know do I go just the music route like you started and do your band or something like that like was there any moments like that and then this kind of pulled you back in totally i mean i mean you know being yeah. 14 through like 17 no one wants to cast you right <laughs> they have to you're in high school you're still a kid but you're like almost an adult you're like in this this like area where it's like we might as well just can't cast like someone who's 18 already right so it's it's really difficult to find work at that age And I mean, everyone I've talked to that was acting like around the same time as me, you know, they would say the same things, but it almost, you feel so alone in it. You're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. What is right? Should I keep doing this? Like, am I actually good? Cause I'm not getting anything. (laughs) Real. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I definitely started going in more of a music route and I was like, maybe this is what I should do. Like, I really enjoy singing. Like maybe I should Mm -hmm. do that. And I was kind of in a rut with acting. So I was like, "Hmm, let's try that. Um, But I just, I I love being able to like sing and act at the same time. And I feel like there's nothing like that. Anything besides Broadway. Like that's what you get with Broadway is you get to sing and you get to, put this emotion into it and you get to tell a story I think I the reason I I didn't want to do singing anymore is I was like this is not the same thing I'm like no one's seeing me do this like I'm in a booth and I'm singing but it's not like being in front of people and being like all right like I'm here everyone watch me I'm singing here's here's my heart right and not even like you know there's something so like there's something so strong about our community and so like doing it with people like with a scene partner you yeah. know like nowadays it's all like electronic and you can hear them in through your headphones but you're not like with them and it's like what the heck is this like how am I supposed to tell a story not with like someone that I'm like supposed to tell a story with? so it's like it's so beautiful and I I've like I'm not like I am a theater kid, but like I've never like claimed it. Um, but like now it's like I'm a fool, like I'm obsessed with the whole musical theater. Like I understand what it does. I understand like how it can change a life, you know, like sort of thing. 
So uh, totally get that. And this project for you probably is like a dream come true because it mixes your your like love for music, you know, alone mm-hmm. now with your newfound love of like theater and, and acting through the song and everything like that, obviously with like Alicia Keys music because your voice has always been sort of like, it's kind of have like that pop essence to it. You know, it's not like a traditional, like Carly Gendel, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, voice, um, who was your uh, school of rock, uh, castmate. Um, <laughs> so like, and like, that's like a traditional musical theater voice, but you have such a, like a cool vibe and everything. So I was like curious for you, like how excited are you to like meet Alicia Keys and like work with these people and get to sing those songs in front of people. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alicia Keys has been like one of my like favorite singer since I was a little kid. Like yeah. I've always, I've always been an Alicia Keys girl. Like always listened to her music. <laughs> My mom always would play her. Like whenever, like before I, I, you know, even knew that this project was happening, I'd always be like, oh mom, put on, you know, put on Alicia Keys. Like let's listen yeah. to, let's listen to her. Um, like no one used to be one of like my favorite songs. Like of in course. the whole world. So, you know, when I saw this project was happening, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is really, like, something that I would love to do. And, like, you know, you get the, you know, your email for your audition or whatever, and it has, like, character description and kind of what's happening in the show and the type of, like, voice that they're looking for, different, like, ranges and stuff, and just everything on it was, like, perfect. I was like, this is exactly me. Like, the 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 want for a traditional Broadway voice, but also like a bit of of a pop vibe was yeah. wanted for the role, and I was like, I can I can give them that I can you know right. really nail that uh, you know so uh, just so excited. Yeah. <laughs> did you meet do... her? Did you meet her yet? Yes, it you was. Did yes, I did. Oh I did. So incredible! It was my last audition, which. The audition process was so long, so, so long, like a year. Really? Yeah. 
How many times did you go in over the course of a year? Um, was it like a Matilda thing where it's like 14 times? <laughs> uh, I don't think that many, but close. Wow. I, I went in first in September of last year uh-huh. for, um, hold on, my laptop is dying. I'll start my sentence again. Hold on. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. All right. Thanks, Creed. Um, so I started in September with my first audition, which was for the lead. And I think I had one self-tape. And then, like, three or four callbacks. Wow. There. And then I didn't really hear anything from them for a little bit. And then they were like, hey can you come back in for the, the understudy? And they like even said in their email, they were like, you don't have to, like, we understand. Right. <laughs> and um, I was like, why would I say no? Literally. So I went back in a couple more times. Um, I would say like maybe like three more times, but I mean, they were kind of spaced out. Like it was like a couple weeks in between right. each one. And then my last audition was in a completely different room. And I was like, all right, why am I in a different room? (laughs) Mm. And I knew that she was going to be there. It was on the email. But I feel like sometimes they say people are going to be in the room and it's like, oh, they couldn't make it. So I'm like, I don't even know. Like I could be anxious and she could not even be in there. Like it could be like (laughs) an assistant of hers. It could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I'm sitting there waiting and there's someone else in the room already. And I hear singing and I'm like, oh my God. It's Alicia Keys in there. Like I'm about to meet Alicia Keys. Oh my I hear God. her singing <laughs> in the room. And so, you know, the other guy comes out and then they come out to me and they're like, okay, we're going to have you come in in a, in a few minutes. And I'm like texting my mom and I'm like, oh God, I'm about to go in. Like I'm definitely in there. Like I'm freaking out, but I'm also like have to keep my composure because I have to like do these scenes and like act. Sure. And this character is very different from me. Like I feel like I, I'm a very like bubbly, like up, you know, like excited person. She's very in the show. She's very angry and upset about her life. So it's like, I have to take this excitement and turn it into anger, but I'm about to meet Alicia Keys, but I have to be sad and upset. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. I was like, all right, I gotta, you know, compose myself, took a few minutes and then they come out and they have me come in and she's standing there and she greets me (sighs) and she's so, so sweet. And she's oh like, God. hi, like, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and then, you know, we start, you know, getting into my songs and, and the scene and stuff. And she's really helping me through everything. She was right. very supportive and, it, and she wanted me to do good. Yeah. And, um, you know, I did my scene and they were like, wow, it was really good. Um, now we're going to do um, like a harmony thing. And so she walks over to me. Hell no. Like, All right, I'm going to teach you this harmony. Stop. And um, it's if I ain't got you. And she starts singing this harmony. And she's like, all right, like, you know, you got it now. We're going to sing it. And then she goes down to the melody and we're singing this again, like together. And we sing it a couple times through. And it's just such like a wonderful, ugh. Like I thinking about it now makes me just like giddy and excited to start working. But you know, that's, I mean, in my Instagram post that I made, I, it was me freaking out, <laughs> texting my mom, being like, oh my God, I sang with her. Like, totally. he said I did so good. 
that's amazing yeah Props to you though like that's like not easy you know like especially with like one of your heroes like to get past yeah. it all and just like focus yeah it's insane I'm yeah. so excited for you oh my god <laughs> this is you. crazy yeah no I'm just like ah, oh, that's so great so cool to hear I love those audition stories how like different and weird that each one can be yeah. um yeah well the show Hell's Kitchen is playing at the Public Theater uh, starting on October 24th, right? Mm -hmm. I, obviously, I'm sure rehearsals will start before then for you, so I'm sure yeah. that's coming up soon. Um, but the show's going to be insane. Like I said, like Alicia Keys, Michael Greif, Camille Brown leading the way creatively, Shoshana Bean, Brandon Victor Dixon leading the cast. Um, I can't wait to see this. You're going to have to like text me like everything because yeah. I want to want to know everything. I just got to work with Shoshana Bean recently for the first time. And, like, that was someone, like, I was, like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I was a little nervous about. Like, I was, like, because I was a fan, but I was also, like, I don't know. Like, Shoshana Bean, for me, is was, like, a little intimidating, you know? Because, like, yeah. I've known her, and, like, she's just, like, a powerhouse, you know? Like, she's done her things on Broadway and everything. Um, and so, like, just, like, she was the sweetest person and the fact that she's playing in this Alicia Keys musical is like, I was like, oh my god, it, this is this is perfect, and I'm yeah. so excited to hear to hear all about it. And I just had Brandon Victor Dixon on like earlier this year, uh, so I love all of these little uh, exciting moments that we're having with uh, Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, I mean, you've already said this incredible cast. Yeah. Um, you know, such a beautiful story. And yeah. I'm, I'm just excited for people to see it. Right. You know, it's really like, is it, is it like her story, though? Like her personal story? It's Like yes and no. Yeah, it's very loose. Like loosely okay. based. I mean, there's a lot of things that just aren't the same. But, you mm. know, they kind of bring in that feel of her. Like the character is very much her. Like very much her yeah. as a young adult. Because I was all confused because, like, in the article that came out or whatever, it was, like, the lead role, Allie, I want to say, A-L-I. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was, like, is that, like, short for Alicia? Alicia? Like, <laughs> I was, like, is it her? Is it not her? I was, but it makes sense that, like, it, it would be, like, short. Yeah. But well, it's not at it's, the same time. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've read, you know, her, her book. It's yes. Right here um oh, cool. and that was prep like I read it in preparation of my auditions oh interesting because they never said like oh it's about her but you know having the scenes and like the sides and like the feel of things I was like this is you know this is them trying to get across a story very similar to hers right and so. you're obviously like young Allie right mm -hmm. you okay yeah oh my god so yeah. you're like right. kind of playing alicia keys off broadway wow yeah. okay well go <laughs> off queen um i'm not fangirling at the moment so it's fine so yeah so you're gonna do this show i mean obviously you just graduated high school and now you're gonna do this show instead of going to college right mm -hmm. and and what was that kind of process like do, I mean was that like conversations with your family was it kind of like a you thing and then you were just like here's what's gonna happen like what was that process like for you totally so many conversations like 
totally a, a group decision uh, since like junior year, because I mean, that's when you start looking at schools and you're really taking things serious. You're, you're doing like the SATs and stuff. Right. So junior year, I kind of was like, kind of, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll figure it out next year. Like, we'll see what happens. Cause I've always known this is what I wanted to do. And I didn't want to slow that down with going to school. And I was like, I don't even know what I would go to school for. Like, I don't know if I'd want to go for Mm. musical theater or if I want to go for music or if I want to go for something completely different or like business like you like something else so I you know lots of conversations with my parents and with my manager being like what should I do and then senior year kind of rolls around and I don't have any plans and I everyone around me is like oh like I'm waiting to hear from this school and this school we'll see what happens and I'm like all right like I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll go to community college. And then I get, you know, this audition for Hell's Kitchen in September. And I'm like, all right, maybe this is, you know, this is the one. And I get really far into it. And then they're like, sorry, like, we're going to move on. And then I'm like, well, (laughs) there goes that one. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Back to square one. Yeah. And then a couple months later, they get back to me. And they're like, hey, can you come back in for the understudy? And I'm like okay, this is really promising considering that they liked me the first time. So, you know, I go back into my audition process and it was such a relief when, you know, I got the call saying like, yeah, they want you to be a part of the show. And it starts in September. So I'm like, all right, everyone's going to be leaving for college and I get to like have something I'm not just going to be like sitting at home and like doing nothing and working and doing auditions and trying to get things like I I did it and it it's just like proof that I'm doing the right thing yeah because I was never sure if I should go to college if I should continue doing this but I trusted myself and I think that's a message that anyone should like use I mean, even if you're, if you're an an actress or an actor or, you know, you want to be something else, like anything, just trust yourself. That's what I did. I was like, I believe in myself that I can do this and that I don't, I want to continue to work. And I, I believe that I believe in myself. Right. So, you know, yeah, I mean, eventually I, I plan on going to college for probably business. You know, I feel like that's important right. as an as an actor to, you know, be able to like read contracts and, you know, right. that, like that side of the business. Yeah, so totally. I ends up doing that, but I hope that I'm just going to keep, keep, keep Working. going. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's crazy because like nowadays, like, I mean, it's not to say like school's accessible because it's very expensive and everything, but now like with the whole like online presence of like yeah. you get that sort of thing, um, it's interesting. Like you, you that's always an option, you know. Like so, like while you're in a show and like while you're working, you could even do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, where it wouldn't be as taxing like going to school and applying to all these places and everything like that. But it's interesting, like you know, that you didn't end up, like you didn't apply to schools then, yeah. Mm-mm. You just kind of were like the stars aligned, you know, <laughs> sort yeah. of. Thing. Um. Wow. That that's awesome. Good for you because I know that's like a very difficult conversation and decision to make um 
obviously the show made it a little bit easier yeah so are you looking at this as like kind of like a gap year and then you're like or is it kind of like hey we'll just see what happens man (laughs) i think it's more of a let's see what happens i'm excited to you know just live and work and and yeah i don't want to say be tied down with school but like having to do school school's never been my thing like i've always just not enjoyed it so you know i'm taking this uh freedom to learn things about myself and the industry and you know talk to as many people as i can and get as much advice from them as i can you know i'm just i'm just living yeah (laughs) real i mean i mean you're literally about to have like the top education working with Michael Greif and mm-hmm. uh, Shoshana Bean and yeah. all of these Camille, all of these wonderful human beings. I mean, like the craziest masterclass you could think literally, of. Literally, <laughs> like yeah, like you can't ha- get better teachers in college than than those people. I mean, yeah. they the resume speaks for themselves. <laughs> um, well, that's that's awesome. Good for you, and and congrats on that because I know that's uh, that's got to be tricky. You know, I honest to God, like I've I've always said, like your voice, I, I could hear all day. Like it's just one of my favorites, and I this is, in my opinion, just the beginning. Well, I mean, you've already made it, but um, I can't wait to see like where where you, the the career of Gianna Harris like goes because you are gonna be like one of the one of the leads for a very long time like totally i see it like ariana debose <laughs> like i can feel oh it um no i'm obsessed so um yeah but thank you for doing this i i was so excited to to get to catch up with you and and, and chat about your career and all the things coming up everyone go to see uh hell's kitchen at the public theater coming up this uh next not this month or next month it's in october uh Mm -hmm. through december so it's a limited run don't miss it um gianna you have so much to take a bow for oh my goodness (laughs) thank you so much for having me of course thanks for sharing all the stories Take a bow, Gianna Harris. I am not kidding, folks. Like, when I say that, like, she is a name that you will want to remember, like, she is definitely one of them. And I can't wait to see what she does and and continues to do. Uh, I'm so excited to see her in um, Hell's Kitchen. I'm very excited to see the show in general, but the fact that she's in it just makes me more excited. And uh, I was thrilled that we were able to have her on the podcast today and talk about, uh, you know, like the conversations of dealing, like, do I go to school? Do I not go to school? Do I try to work? You know, those conversations are real and they happen every day with child actors and anyone who's like a musical theater person. Like, it's a lot of like, oh, do I go to, like, do I go into debt to learn about musical theater or do I kind of bet on myself and and bet on the people that I have around me and have uh you know you know kind of chosen to to help me and and you know between like the voice lessons and an acting coach and all of that like do I do I do that or do I go to school and and try to find it um I obviously wanted to go to school um which is why I'm at in school but i also feel like if i went for musical theater i don't know if i would have wanted to go to school 
because I went to the high school and was like, I went to a performing arts high school and I was just like, you know, I'm learning all of this stuff already to where it, it was like a conservatory and I knew all of that stuff and I do that stuff on a daily basis. So um, I didn't know. So it, good for her for, for not, uh, you know, kind of betting on herself and, and trusting her instincts. And hey, the stars aligned for her. It doesn't happen with everybody. But, um, you know, school is a, it, it's a tricky thing to deal with. And uh, obviously, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to like, there's no like stance that I have on school. Like if you go to school, great. If you don't go to school, great. And I hope that everyone succeeds, you know, like I root for everybody. So, um, you know, it's not the end all be all, but it is helpful in so many ways and allows you to meet a lot of people. Um, so kudos to her and thank you for sharing all of that. And uh, I'm so excited for, again, like, I can't say it enough. Like, this isn't even, like, an advertisement. And I didn't even go through, like, their press team or anything to get Gianna to come on the podcast today. I literally just texted her and was like, hey, I'm really excited about your show. Do you want to come on the podcast to talk about it? Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just really excited about it. And uh, shout out to Gianna for coming on today. And, uh, yeah, that, that's, all the, that's all I have for you folks this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really do enjoy talking to fellow kids on broadway um obviously you know there's not as much to talk about because our experience just isn't the experience of alex brightman or you know these other people that we've had on um but we i i appreciate kind of talking more about the the experience itself uh and what it was like as a child and not so much focusing on shows and resumes and stuff like that it's more showing the human side of of the kids and, and the performers and all the things. So um, shout out to, to Gianna again. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and I hope you come back next week. So we've, okay. I'm not even going to say it, but I will say the next like two months, buckle up. It's going to be fun. And and this time I'm not going to double up and, and, and get short on interviews or anything like that. I'm going to save them all and they're going to come out once a week, but just know we have a wild uh, lineup coming up soon and I can't wait to share it with you all. And uh, we have some shows that we're going to be talking about that are very exciting and new. Um, and then of course we have some new people coming into shows that we may be talking to. Um, so I, I, I'm teasing it, but um, I, I will say that we have some a great lineup coming up and I'm really excited to share it with you all. Uh, and I'm going to start recording this weekend with the, with that lineup. So uh, come back next week for a, a wonderful guest and another great conversation. And until then, Bye, everyone. Have a great week. For this episode's Curtain Call, I would like to recognize a few people who also deserve to take a bow. This podcast would not be possible without the help from Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Kimberly Garris, and the team at the Broadway Podcast Network. Next in line to take a bow are our fabulous editors, Jessica Lauren, who edits the audio of the podcast that you just listened to, and Tessie Tokash, who edits the videos and visuals for this podcast. And how about a bow for our executive producer, Chris Griner? And our final bow are extra special to the patrons, Brian Thompson, Pat McNamara, the listeners of PCC, as well as all of the other patrons for their continued support. If you're interested in becoming a patron, go to patreon.com slash TAB.
If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to subscribe on the platform that you are currently listening to this on, or go check out our YouTube where you can watch the episode. You can also subscribe, like, and comment on there as well. If you're more into the regular social media and want to follow us, you can do that at Takeabout Podcast across all social media platforms. The music of this podcast was made by Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon, and the logo was created by Giselle Bustos. And that wraps up this episode's Curtain Call. Thank you all again for listening to this week's episode, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.